For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Has me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Oh, hello again. This is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. I'm Tony Wink, and with me is Scott Casper. What's going on, Tony? Hi. It hey, was bud. it was since 1997 that we've seen a outdoor national motocross race in Florida. Since 1997, we haven't had one down in the southeast. Isn't that weird? And so the, the WW Ranch Motocross Park, which is a fantastic facility, hosted its first ever AMA Motocross National, and it went off without a hitch, and it delivered um, pretty much what we thought it was going to be in the southeast. Yep. Super hot and super human. human. Yep. Uh, so it was kind of cool. Red Bulls, KTM's Marvin Muskin went 1-3 on the day to take his first moto and overall win since last year at Unadilla. And it was uh, Yamaha rider Justin Cooper on the Monster Energy Yamalube Star Racing Yamaha who got his first ever AMA national win as well, taking uh, the uh, overall with a 2-2 finish. So And the GNCC, by the way, took place over the weekend. It was the snowshoe, as you guys uh, have uh, been calling it for years. Uh, Caleb Russell, Stuart Baylor, and Ben Kiley, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Kelly, uh, one, two, three, and then Ben Kelly, Craig DeLong, and uh, Liam Draper in the XC2 results. So, so that's that's pretty wild. Ben Kelly's finishing overall in the top three, right. starting a minute behind all the XC1 guys. He's the XC2 points leader, obviously, and uh, reigning champ. He is, he is set to win the XC2 championship, and I got to believe he's factory rider on the XC1, right onto, right. right onto the, the uh, factory KTM racing team. And he's, I think he's going to be a, a force to be reckoned with. I think that, um, I, I don't <laughs> want to say that Caleb's got a, got a, um, I'm going to say Caleb Russell might have a competitor there that can, that can run with him. I know Stu Baylor's doing a great oh job. Gosh, and yes. I know that, you know, there's, there's, uh, um, Russell and, and all them guys are, are, uh, pretty close, but it's, but Caleb Russell has a knack for, right. for these races and obviously with that many titles and that many that race wins. But I'm really excited to see what Ben Kelly can do in the XC1 next year. A lot of our news coming from Racer X Ill. By the way, this portion of our program brought to you by our friends at Fly Racing, Fly Racing Parts. Look for them online at flyracing.com or fly.com. Easy enough to do. Let's Tony, let's go to our first guest. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I believe he's on Roland Sands, who's a... I don't know how do you. I guess Roland Sands Design RSD. He's a hooligan. He's a what? A hooligan, and um, <laughs> you are a hooligan. You are by every definition of the word. You're you fit the class, man. I'm, Ro- I'm, yeah, I've earned it. I've earned the definitely earned the earned the hooligan moniker over the past few years. Roland, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Good, man. We've been uh, missing you, but I'm glad you're on the program. 
And, uh, and you know, th- when we talk to other people from in and outside the industry that know not only know who Roland Sands is, but they uh, give you all kinds of props, I think that's pretty cool. That's, that is cool, man. I mean, I, I appreciate it. We work, we work hard, and, dude, I got a big... I got a badass crew. I wouldn't call them a big crew. I call them them a badass crew, and they have an incredible effect on what we do. And you know, everyone busts their ass to try and get us to the races and build bikes and do products. And you know, we get our hands in a lot of different things. I sometimes I write write checks. I don't know if I can cash, but we usually accomplish it. So you know, gotta have a good team to do that. We've got uh, a lot of. I wouldn't say a lot. Just the internet goons. They uh, they bag on the on the hooligan because sometimes it gets more press and more attention than the yeah. than the uh, American Fly Track, you know the the Jared Mees and those guys. Uh, what do you say to that? I mean, I, you guys are having a heck of a good time, and and it's making racing an, a lot an awful lot of fun to watch. You know, I mean, I have a massive amount of respect for anybody who who gets on a racetrack. And number one. Um, so I think it, it's it's uh, very short sighted for anybody to talk. I can't cuss on this show, so I'm trying. I'm trying not. Correct, to. you cannot. <laughs> <laughs> My mom listens, and we're on radio, so be careful, please. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, people talking crap about stuff is just like for me. Any, if people are talking, it's a good thing. You know, any press is good press in in a lot of ways, and. Um, so the hooligan riders out there ripping it up and getting flack for getting press is like, that's just, it's kind of dumb, man. I mean, you got to look at it and say it's motorcycle racing. Right. And anytime we're talking about motorcycle racing and we're getting people on racetrack and we're getting new people on racetrack, that's a positive thing for the entire sport and any other thought process is short-sighted. So, you know, I, I just got done with a conversation with a group of guys and um, we were talking about how many new guys are getting on motorcycles who are building race bikes, who are making this very short jump from being interested in bikes to actually building a bike and racing a bike. That's not happening in AFT. That's happening in hooligan racing. Um, and that's how we, that's how we build the entire community. You know, I think what's really important in race in professional racing. And I don't, and I'm not picking on AFT. I just, in general, I think, What's overlooked is the importance of amateur racing, and and because if if uh, y- you know if you're an amateur racer, chances are you're watching the professional level and you're interested in it. And yeah. I think I think it's different than than say basketball. You know, there's there's a ton of people that watch the NCAA or the NBA or, or whatever it is, and uh, but they've never they've never played basketball. Maybe they did a little in high school. Maybe they didn't. But they all have a team or whatever. It's it's completely different with racing. I think a lot of racers are people that are doing it. They're, whether they're racing or not, they they throw their leg over a motorbike and I they ride. I think you're right. I think and you're right. They're riders and they're they're consumers and they're buyers, and which is different Absolutely. than 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 the stick and ball sports in, in those regards. So, I think the at a professional level, I think a lot of times the organizations kind of lose sight of the importance of that. And I realize they can't do it all, but. Um, you know, you know, revolving amateur races and amateur events around the professional level, so a guy can bring his dirt bike or bring his 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 flat track bike or whatever, 
and and be able to ride on the same track or be able to ride close by and then go watch the pro show or, or watch the pros. In other and words, yeah, have a good time. Yeah, I mean, be able to participate at some level beyond just drinking a beer and eating a hot dog and watching guys go around real fast. That's definitely the secret of hooligan racing, and that that's kind of been it from the beginning, you know, us doing Super Prestigio way back in 2015, the Super Prestigio of the Americans. It was getting these guys who had never really had an attachment to pro flat track on the same track as a lot of guys who they really respected as racers. Um, you know, and in Super Hooligan, granted, we got we have a bit of a betting process now because things have gotten a bit more serious, but, you know, these guys are racing with Joe Cobb. Um, and they've raced, we've had, you know, Travis Pastrana on the track. We've had, you know, <laughs> and now we've had Ronnie Mack on the track. Um, and we've had a number of pros out riding with us, Sammy Halbert, you know, guys, um, you know, who have a lot of experience with pro on pro flat tracks. And I think it just adds to the interest of the sport when you get, when you start mixing it up, you know, and these guys start to get faster and they start to actually be competitive and raise the level that they're able to ride. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty interesting to watch. How long do you think Hooligan's going to be around? Do you think it's it's something that, that we will see in 10 years? Do you think it'll be, do you think it'll evolve into something different? Yeah, I mean, it hasn't slowed down at all yet, you know, and it's been five years since we've been doing it. Um, and I kind of expected it to slow down just because things like this, you know, like, ah, is it sad? Is it this and that? But, I mean, last week at the at the X Games qualifier, they had 120-some hooligans out there to try and qualify for the X Games. You know, and, um, I mean, Moto Beach, we have 50-plus riders, hooligan riders, on the beach to qualify for racing. And it's guys are building bikes. And when they start putting that sweat equity in there and they're building, a lot of times they're building the bikes themselves, um, and they're coming out and racing with us, they're kind of invested in it. So it means they're going to ride more, you know, and it hasn't it hasn't slowed down much. I mean, I've seen guys rotate out. I've seen guys who used to race with us who aren't racing anymore, um, but they're replaced by two guys. Yeah, I saw it on Facebook, I think it was, the, uh, the, the results, you know, that they post on the board. Somebody took a picture of it, and they're like, hey, I'm... I'm I made the I got fifth in my qualifier or whatever and I'm scrolling through and scrolling through and I'm like what am I looking at there's that's like a full event for some amateur events that's bigger than some flat track races with all yeah. their classes put together and it was just for one class Yeah yeah I mean we had the day after X we threw our super hooligan race and I we had I want to say 60 hooligans out there or something like that and it, what was crazy was how many amateurs we had. So we split it up into Super Hooligan. Then we have um, we have the Progressive Super Hooligan Championships sponsored by Indian, and then we have the JMP Cycles Amateur Hooligans because we wanted to give the amateurs a place to ride. And we had just as many amateurs as we had, you know, hooligan pros. I guess you call them now. Um, that was a that was a trip. Wow. What else are you doing besides hooligan racing? Oh, we're still building motorcycle parts and building custom bikes. Um, you know, we just finished up, um, just finished up a super Legera, Ducati super Legera, the magnesium bike, like 20, 2014 super Legera, super bike, um, building Paris, the car BMW, we're building quite a few, still quite a few flat track racers. Um, yeah, just a lot of different projects that we're, we're doing an MV Augusta, uh, 
all kinds of stuff, man. Lots of BMW projects, stuff with Indian, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Roland, last uh, last week we had um, Frank Fritz on from American Pickers and uh, from um, Sublime with Rome. We had Rome Ramirez on. Uh, but oh, we, yeah. we're we're, wow. ta- we're talking a little bit about, um, you know, the top 10, top 11 bikes that really changed um motorcycling as we know it back then sure but even today we look back and say well those are the top 10 or top 11 bikes um what's your what's your uh, number one bike if you look back okay at, 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 at your history but also you know an opportunity for you to look at what you've done in our sport um, what would that be? What What's that bike or what are the bikes that uh, you look at and say, hmm, that's it? You mean in reference to like production bikes? Um, well, production, yeah, for sure, production, because that's where we get on as a consumer. But even beyond that, well, you know, what would you say is the production bike that you look at and go, that's the one? I mean, I, I kind of always because I'm a road racer, I go back to road racing. So, you know, I definitely look at the Suzuki, probably the, the slingshot, you know, Oh wow. 1984, I think. I mean, I go, I go back to there with road racing and think about that bike. And that was actually bike. one of them that everybody picked last week. <laughs> it yeah. was. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a big one, a big one for me. Um, you know, <laughs> it's so hard these days. Cause I think every genre has like such different bikes and, I'm a pretty multi-genre guy. V-Max? What's that? The V-Max? Yeah, I mean, Power power Cruisers. The V-Max was definitely an interesting bike. Nobody um, ever brought that up, but I I got to thinking about it after. I'm like, that thing was cool. It. Uh, yeah, the original V-Max? I mean, and, yeah. and you had to ride it. You had to ride it to understand it. Yeah. Well, no, 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 that begs the question. What do you mean when you say you got to ride it to understand? It's just an old muscle bike that, like, these days it's not that fast. But back then it was it was pretty. So it had a lot of throttle. Yeah, right? it was good. Okay, all right. We're crazy, ta- it was a crazy power cruiser. I mean, you got on this thing and it was like the first cruiser I ever rode that would wheelie and spin the tire at the same time. And Tony like, can oh. wheelie anything. If it has one horsepower, Tony can wheel it. Um, we're talking with uh, <laughs> Roland Sands. Tony, what's the longest you've ever wheelied anything? Uh, I don't know. I know I've wheelied um, dirt bikes for over a mile, but probably. Wow. Probably, yeah, yeah. He's he's ruined more engines because of that. By the probably way, probably like. <laughs> I did a I did a really long wheelie on a sport bike that ended kind of I didn't crash but it was pretty scary I had like some kind of a crosswind or whatever and it was like full tank slapper when I came down but that was probably longer than a mile I mean it was up and down a hill and around I mean it was it was really long and it was you know the dirt bike thing a, a mile on a dirt bike is is a long ways yeah but yeah. Um, I did okay so I did a mile I did a wheelie around the red mile in Lexington Kentucky. On the rear wheel, dude. Wow. I slowed. And the way you do that is you is you go past the balance point to where you can you can downshift and slow the bike down past the balance point, and then when you get around the corner, you pick it back up. And okay. I had to do that twice, and it was a lot of practicing. 
to do that. <laughs> and I was in a stunt show when I did it, Roland. <laughs> what was the name of it? Was it Toyota Stunt Show? It was a Toyota Hollywood Stunt Show, and it was super cheesy. What and made it Hollywood, uh, by the way? I, I don't know. It. it was a spinoff of Joey Chitwood. They, they, Joey <laughs> owned it, I think. The Joey Chitwood family owned it or something. And yeah. I don't remember. I was 19 when I did it. It was... You are a paid get-off. It get was off. pretty cheese bag, but it was it was a good-paying gig, and I got paid to ride my dirt bike, and it was a lot better That's than awesome. going racing because racing wasn't paying, you know? Roland, what's your favorite? Uh, you know, if you had one memory right now. What are we doing down memory lane here with well, Roland? Well, we could, we could, yeah. but okay. what's, your, what's your favorite? I mean, like single motorcycle memory? Yeah. Man, I mean, pretty tough to beat winning an AMA championship. Right. You know? When you're a kid, I mean, it means so much to you. You, something you worked for for so long, and looked up to so many people who had AMA championships. And when I when I was able to do that, it was a pretty big, pretty big moment. Who did you look up to? Uh, I mean, Kenny, Kenny Roberts, and Bubba, and um, I mean, Rick Johnson, Jeff Ward. Um, you know, Wayne oh, Wardy, yeah, Kevin Schwantz, um. A lot of some drag race guys, you know. I mean, a lot, a lot of that stuff. I mean, it, it was culminated in winning a championship. But then, then I had my kids, and I realized like that was all pretty mellow <laughs> <laughs> compared to having kids. <laughs> you ever been invited down to Baja? I've been to, down to Baja quite a few times. Yeah. Oh, you do. You go down there, okay? Well, Tony. Yeah, I mean, it's a good time, right? Last year you won it, Tony. I mean, you, you. I didn't win it last year. I we won the Pro Thirty class in 2017. I'm sorry. So it's, it's been a minute, a and years, it was yeah. the Pro Thirty class. But, but you still won it. Yeah, we won a class. Yeah, it was fun. Take it, man. If you if you survive Baja, just in general, you're so. <laughs> I'm racing the fi- I'll be racing the thousand this fall on a team, and then for real, my, I didn't know this. My intention is to um, Ironman the one thousand in twenty twenty. Meaning, what does that mean? Ironman pretty self-explanatory. I'm going to ride about myself. Oh wow! Okay, so thank you very much. This portion of our program brought to you by a fireworks company in Winterset, Iowa, and uh, you get great prices, great product. And Winter said, you don't want to go anywhere else. Don't go south of the border. Just settle yourself at the home and the birthplace of John Wayne. I also sell fireworks, Roland. Yeah. That's- I love fireworks. Oh, no <laughs> kidding, dude. You, if, it's so fun. If, oh, my God. If we were neighbors, we would be friends because a lot of why can't we just be yeah, friends without being neighbors? We would be pals that hang out and such. Roland, what, where's your home? What's What state and uh, city? I, I live in Long Beach, California. Okay. Um, yeah, and I almost blew my hand off with a firework one time. Can um, If Tony brings out a truck full of uh, fireworks, are you okay with that? Sure, 100%. They're completely illegal, but, you know, hey. They're not, <laughs> not, unless, <laughs> not if you don't think about it too much. <laughs> but yeah, the, the best part is the fact that they are illegal. That's the best part. So, Roland, it's always good to talk to you. Thank you so much for the time. Uh, give them the website so they can find out more about you online. Yeah, um, go to rollandsands.com, R-O-L-A-N-D-S-A-N-D-S.com. You can check out what's coming up for Super Hooligan and uh, some of our larger events. We've got the Moto Beach Classic City Blitz coming up at the end of October, uh, right before Halloween, and we have a huge band lineup, Social Distortion and Iggy Pop to kick it off. Oh, nice. wow. Uh, That's cool. Super hooligan racing on the beach, so 
check it out. It's going to be wild. And, uh, yeah, four more rounds of Super Hooligan Racing. And we're, we're headed to Sturgis, South Dakota next. I didn't realize Ziggy was still living. He's alive and well, man. He's like Mick Jagger. <laughs> yes, like exactly, right? He's 72, and he just played a concert, and the guy killed it. I know. It's so it's awesome. Hey, dude. Hey, um, you know we're gonna do our best to promote you and everything you got going on. As always, one of our heroes in our business is Roland Sands. Roland, thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Quick timeout. Back after this. Stay tuned. Kevin Schwartz. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.